0: Well, Razorback fans, you got yourself another big-time player out of the transfer portal for basketball, and this one's very legit. Let's talk about that as well as some football recruiting and some baseball series victories here on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz in 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody had a wonderful Easter, but I want to remind everybody that HelloFresh is a sponsor here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash college sixty. And use code college 60 for 60% off free shipping. Hope everybody again want to add a wonderful Easter, as uh, there's a lot of things that we're going to talk about on today's podcast. And uh, apparently, there was a lot of you that were uh, complaining about my audio quality in the last podcast. And I apologize about that um, because, like, I, when I put it up, there was, because I usually tried, I can't, I don't go through the entire podcast when I'm editing it. But uh, when I do put it up, I try to say and try to listen through it all. and see if there was any major things. And I didn't notice anything until like I really like put my earbuds in and noticed it. So hopefully that's not the case again. And if it is the case again on this podcast, uh, I guess I'm going to have to change some things. So again, I apologize about that. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. I did change some wiring and everything. So we'll, we'll give it a shot, but I just wanted to uh, clear that out of the way. But what a, what a big weekend for Razorback sports for all the three major sports with basketball, football, and baseball. And of course we got to talk about the big news, big story, Uh, dealing with basketball, where you're continuing to see this roster take shape. And we know that Eric Musselman has had not very much continuity each and every year, but it looks to be now that those three freshmen that were on the bench this past season with Pinion, Ford, and Dunning, they're all coming back. They've all announced they're coming back. They're coming back, which I will admit is a shock to me. (laughs) Like, just knowing the numbers and knowing how it goes, it's a shock to me. So you got those three guys coming back. You got Trevin Brazil coming back. Uh, And you know, you know, Anthony black will make his announcement at some point in time here soon. that he's going to move into the NBA, but uh, you got Jalen Graham back. Mikkel Mitchell has entered into the transfer portal, but not Makai. And from what it looks like, that's the way it's going to be. Makai is going to stay at Arkansas and Mikkel is going to move on somewhere else. Again, that's just what it looks like right now. So just a lot of craziness going on with the portal. And, trying to keep up with what this roster is going to look like. But if you're kind of taking it into consideration, the roster is getting pretty close to being finished for the most part. I mean, you still got about probably four four players or so that you're going to be waiting on decisions on what they're going to do and also still hosting some visits and you still have some availability there. But it's starting to take shape. And you're starting to see that, hey, this team is going to have a lot more continuity on next year's team than what we have probably ever seen at Arkansas under Eric Musselman, which, again, is, is, a, is a good thing. But they did get another addition out of the transfer portal, and this was without a doubt uh, the biggest one so far of, uh, of this offseason. Now, we'll wait and see what happens because we know that Eric Musselman and the staff are hosting some other guys. We know they're still talking to other guys, so they're not done yet. Uh, from what I understand, they, they're still going to get some pretty big-time players in here. But uh, this actually happened on Easter, Easter Sunday, where Tramon Mark, who is the former Houston guard, announced that he is coming to Arkansas. Now, he's from Texas, could have as many as three seasons eligibility remaining, but he's 6'5", 195 pounds, but he's also checking out the NBA waters as well. So it could be one of those deals that he comes to Arkansas or at least commits to Arkansas, but could still go to the NBA if he wanted to. He wants to check it out that way. But if he does come back and play college, then it is going to be at Arkansas. Now, this is all according to 24-7 Sports and the transfer portal rankings. Uh, Mark is listed as a four-star player, ranks 15th among all 1,300-plus transfers that are available. So you're talking about the 15th transfer in the portal according to 24-7 Sports. Uh, he entered into the portal on April 1st, and he trimmed down his list over a group of finalists with Arkansas that included Texas A&M, Florida, and Kansas State. Now, he's been there at Houston for for quite some time, and I think that this is... Uh, A tremendous get when you're looking at the type of player that he is uh, and what he's going to be able to add to Arkansas. Because, again, coming from Houston, that's a big-time program. That's a program that's been to a Final Four. Uh, They have – Kelvin Sampson's a a tremendous coach each and every year. They're highly competitive. And this year, they were the team that was a one seed and honestly was the best team in college basketball next to Alabama all throughout the regular season. So he's a very, very good defensive player is what it's about. And we know that, of course, you know, people are like, all right, well, where's the shooters? Okay, they're still working on that. But when it comes to what you're just looking at and what he can add to the mix, this guy is great defensively. He's got a great motor on him. Uh, he's a guy that has been through a lot of different games and has had high-level success in those games. He's gone up against really great players and had some success there too. But I, I feel like this might be one of the the key cogs or the key pieces that must needs to really add uh, another great, great thing to his team uh, by getting this guy defensively. Because, again, 6'5", 200 pounds roughly is uh, is, a very, uh, is a very good size and uh, with his wingspan and everything going along with it too, uh, that's pretty huge. Now, we'll go into his offensive game as well because I know that's what a lot of people are going to be interested in. But just setting it out there that defense is what this guy is known for and what he's really good at. So he started all 37 games for Houston this past year. Started every game. So you're talking about a starter from the number one team in the country for the majority of the season. On a team that went 33-4 and four overall, he started every single game. They won the AAC regular season title. They earned the number one seed, as we mentioned. Uh, they did go to the Sweet 16, but he averaged 10 points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal per game. He knocked down 39 three-pointers, shot 33% from three, and converted uh, over 78% of his free-throw opportunities. So uh, you're not getting a guy that's going to be you know, scoring 18-9 and nine coming in, but since he's known mainly for his defense and for the type of culture that he's bringing in, looks like Trayvon Mark's going to be uh, able to really – he can score. Like averaging double-digit points shows that you can at least have that ability to score. And he can hit threes, and he's a good rebounder. He's just a great all-around player. It would seem. Uh, he had a you know a few games this year. He had 26 points this year, actually in one game, uh, where uh, he went up against Northern Kentucky, and that was in their first game of the NCAA tournament. So think about that. He had 26 points in the NCAA tournament in their first round game, uh, and then he also had nine rebounds. And then against Auburn, uh, oh no, that wasn't that was sorry, I, I messed up. So he he actually did that against Auburn. He had 26 points, nine of seventeen. Shooting to go along with nine rebounds against Auburn in the NCAA tournament. So think about that. Uh, you know that's a team that Arkansas is going to be facing uh, at least once in the SEC next year. So uh, if he's able to do that against uh, an Auburn team that was in the NCAA tournament, the dude's you know he's, he's battle tested. He's he's ready to roll. And then he also had a fourteen point five rebound performance against Miami in the Sweet Sixteen, which is, of course the game that they ended up losing. He scored in double figures in eighteen games. Uh, had twenty three points against Oral Roberts. And uh, he had a medical red shirt back in 2021-2022 because of a shoulder injury. But um, as a true freshman in 2020-2021. So if you think about back to that season, and that was the year, of course, where Arkansas went to the Elite Eight and Houston went to the Final Four. uh, He appeared in every single game. He averaged eight eight, eight points per game, three rebounds, and was a two-time AAC Freshman of the Week honoree during that way. So uh, averaged 20 minutes in the NCAA tournament in that time in Houston or excuse me, in Indianapolis when he was with Houston. So just going off of all of that, and of course, Hogsports does a great job, Curtis Wilkerson, who joined us last week of uh, putting it all into perspective. Uh, this, is, this is a huge get, and this is something that I'm excited about for many different reasons because we know how great uh, Musselman is with dealing the transfer portal. We know how uh, he's able to put guys, especially that have been battle-tested before, get them right and ready. Uh, to be able to to take on different roles and whatnot. But this is what I'm kind of hoping that you get out of Mark. Now, you know, I'm just going off of some highlights that I've watched him, some film that I've watched, of course, reading about him and everything. But I'm like, hey, if he's good enough to be a starter at a number one seed Houston, he's definitely good enough to start at Arkansas. So you would think he's going to start. You think he's going to start. But this is what I really hope he he can add in. He, I'll take anything. You know, I'll take, If he wants to hit threes, I'll take that. But this is what I'm really hoping he adds. Arkansas was missing a guy like they had last year, or when I say last season, I'm talking about the season they went to the Elite Eight against Gonzaga, where they had such a great defensive player. It just said, hey, let's take, this def- let's take our guy, you go guard the other best player, and shut him down. Because Odise Tony was that. Odise Tony was so good, where you knew defensively, it's like, no matter who they went up against, no matter how good that player was, hey, just you, go guard him. Take care of him. And... He did such a phenomenal job with that. I'm hoping that this can be something similar with Mark. Now, I want him to score if he can. Like, I want him to be a part of the offense. It's not like I just want him to be a one-trick pony. But when you're talking about a dude that can be a lockdown defender who has that size to where he can be able to go up against a point guard or a shooting guard or even a forward or whatnot, and have the wingspan to go out against him, um, be that guy that can cause problems where you just don't have to worry about him. Just say, hey, go guard him. Go guard that guy and knock him out. Because that is something that is so, so, so appreciated, especially when it comes to the NCAA tournament and those games that matter. Because if you can shut down those guys, or at least play at a high level to shut down those guys and slow them down at least a little bit, it's just going to open up everything else. They're going to get frustrated. They're going to get annoyed. And the fact that you got a player in that that also brings a little bit of an offensive game with a lot of experience at a high level, a Final Four team, a number one team in the country, like, and he was a starter on those teams. This this is just a win-win for everybody involved. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I looked at him, you know, in football like when Drew Sanders came to Arkansas, I was like he started at Alabama. Like so no matter what, you know he's going to be great <laughs> because he's like if he could start at Alabama, if he's good enough to do that. He's good enough to start at Arkansas and he had a great year. Uh, I could see this happen in the same way where hey, he's good enough to start at Houston. He's good enough to play really well at Houston and have a lot of experience at Houston, he's good enough to come in right away and make an impact. So that's kind of what you're looking at right now. You got uh, Minifield now out of the portal. You got Mark out of the portal. Uh, they're still looking at some other guys too, trying to get some shooting in there. But you're starting to see the team really take shape. You're starting to see the team really start coming together and getting an idea of uh, what this what this team is looking like. In fact, uh, again, Curtis Wilkerson does a great job of doing the uh, – uh, the roster the tracker if you will but since you got uh like your, your guys down low are essentially you know what you got you know what you got you know you got trevin brazil you got jalen graham you got bayfall and you're gonna have Mikai mitchell at least at this point in time uh, he hasn't said for certain whether or not he's coming back but you feel like if Mikel into the portal and he hasn't yet maybe it's one of those wait and see things but Talking about those four guys down low, and I think they're going to get another one. And who knows? Maybe when they get another one, then maybe Makai enters into the portal. But that's that's what you're looking at there. And then Jordan Walsh is the other guy you're waiting on. Which again, Anthony Black's gone. But Jordan Walsh, if he could come back, man, that would be massive. So you're talking about having Walsh. Talking about having uh, Minifield being, you know, maybe that point guard position. You're talking about. Uh, pot the possibility of Devo Davis coming back which we know that would be very much appreciated if he did but we'll see how that plays out Uh, you're talking about Leighton Blocker another five-star player coming out of high school uh, coming in and then you know adding a shooter into the mix that could uh, possibly be uh, pretty dangerous there too that would be huge and then those three freshmen that are coming off the bench from this past year with Dunning and Ford and Pinion you know maybe one of those guys can at least take a major step and get some significant uh, playing time, so I really, you know, I mean, again, it's, we'll, we'll wait and see what it how it all plays out officially, but as of where I'm at right now, I believe Arkansas and Musselman uh, just on track, and it's not surprising, but on track to have another incredible roster that's going to be good enough to not only make it far into the NCAA tournament, but possibly uh, be one of the best teams in the country when March comes around. Like they're building that. People got to stay healthy. That's also another thing too. None of this Trevin Brazil. Injured for the whole season—nonsense. We got to stop that. That needs to go away. Never again, never again. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But uh, Mus is really building it. I can't wait to see who else is coming in because they're again—they're not done yet. They got some other big dudes and uh, big-time players coming in. I can't wait to see how that plays out for Mus. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about football. Another big commitment that Arkansas got from uh, from the high school ranks for the 2024 class here in just a second. But, folks, got to tell you about FanDuel. Grand slams, no-hitters, double plays, they're all back, and there's no better place to get in on it in the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now new customers can step up to the plate with the no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So don't miss your chance on it, folks. Again, it is, you're talking about – All these different bets, like you know, Aaron Judge and the home runs that he hits. You could do some parlay, same-game parlays with those as well. You got to check it out. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so continuing on with the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, uh, got a few players actually for uh, the Razorbacks that were able to commit to uh, to play football for them in 2024, and this is uh, this was a cool one I thought, and it actually happened again on Easter Sunday as four-star quarterback KJ Jackson, not to be confused with KJ Jefferson. K.J. Jackson uh, committed to Arkansas. He made two trips, and after his second trip to Fayetteville, decided to commit on the spot. He's six foot four, two 217 pounds. Hmm. Kind of sounds similar to somebody else's frame when they were coming out of high school. He's out of Montgomery, Alabama at St. James, and he picked the Razorbacks over offers from North Carolina, Penn State, Ole Miss, Louisville, Missouri, Kentucky, West Virginia, Kansas, and other programs. Uh, this is all according to wholewalksports.com. Uh, it says that, that uh, he was he was talking. He said it was awesome to meet Coach Enos in person and Coach Pitt getting to see them again in person. It was going to be great regardless of what happened. Coach Enos set up his presentation and just talked about his track record and the quarterbacks he's produced, which, of course, is Brandon Allen, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, of Aloha, Mac Jones, Cooper Rush, Kirk Cousins and Brian Hoyer, all who have played in the NFL. How about that? Uh, and then uh, also Drew Stanton and Tony Pike. Can't forget those dudes. But yeah, he was a guy that was really on top of everything, and and it looked like he was going to be uh, in the mix for Arkansas on the finalists, no matter what, but he's decided to take his talents to Fayetteville. And, uh, he's a four-star recruit, number 16 pro style prospect in the nation of the 2024 class. So, uh, just really, really nice, really nice get up, which I know is, you know, very cliche to say, but anytime you can get a four-star player, especially at the quarterback position, it, uh, is always, uh, you know, a really nice thing, but I'll laugh too, because I'm like, okay, well you get KJ Jackson. Like if you go from KJ Jefferson to KJ Jackson, that'd be really funny. Like there'd be like there's so much confusion that would be surrounding that. Now I know that there's other players that are going to be in the mix. I think Malachi Singleton is absolutely going to be in the mix. Um, you know Jacoby Criswell too. So I'm not saying that he's this guy's going to step in, but I just thought that would be a really funny thing if uh, he was the one that ended up taking over for Arkansas uh, after uh, KJ Jefferson left. I said it just if your name's KJ, you're probably going to have a pretty good chance of playing quarterback for Arkansas, because that seems to be uh, the route that they like to go, which again, I'm I'm all for it. I'm absolutely all for it. Uh, But they also had uh, another player, another four star player coming out of uh, Georgia or Mississippi. Excuse me. This happened on Saturday. Now, this one was another big time uh, commitment. Julius Pope, he's listed as an athlete. He plays both uh, running back and linebacker. So we'll, we'll see what the coaching staff has in store for him. But he's a four-star player. He's six feet tall, 200 pounds. And here's where it always gets exciting. He committed to Arkansas over Alabama, Louisville, Michigan, and Oregon. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Those were some pretty good offers, I feel like. Yeah, hey, I feel like, it, was it two of those teams? Yeah, we're in the culture ball playoff either last year or the year before. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Absolutely. Uh, I'm kind of hoping Rokey plays linebacker <laughs> just because, you know, Arkansas always needs some help at the linebacker position. But shout out to Marcus Woodson, Travis Williams. They're doing a phenomenal job of recruiting. Phenomenal job, whether it's with these guys or of the transfer portal. Since they've been on campus, it feels like they've been really getting after it and adding some huge pieces to what uh, Arkansas desperately needs uh, at that, whether it's safety, linebacker, cornerback, whatever it is. They're getting after it, and that's what I, I love seeing it. Now, they got to produce it onto the field. they got to put it together and actually execute it on the field. That's the most important thing. But when you're able to at least generate that, generate that excitement, generate that feeling of like, hey, you know, this isn't just like, hey, let's go get these randos and plug them in and see how it goes. It's like, no, 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 we're going for the big dudes. We're going for the big-time players that could go anywhere in college football. Those are the ones that we want, and we're going to go pluck them out, and we're going to bring them home. I love the mentality, and I love what they're doing so far. So uh, four-star players are always big, you know, Anytime that you're able to get them. And take it for whatever it's worth, too. But right as of right now, Arkansas in the 2024 class, uh, they only have five players committed, five. But they're the 20th ranked class in the country. And four of those five players are four stars. Kavion Henderson, the D lineman from Alabama, he's the highest rated one. Uh, you have Noreal White, who is uh, listed as an athlete from Mississippi. He's a four-star player. Julius Pope, and then KJ Jackson. So, And then Deion Sutts is the one three-star as a, as a D lineman. But here's another thing, too, that I really like. Of all those four players that are four stars, two of them are from Bama and two of them from Mississippi. I love that. You're going into SEC territory, into places that are hotbeds for producing high-level talent, and you're getting them. You're getting them i love, I love that. I hope that continues on because that's something that Arkansas needs to do. It needs to keep on doing, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. We'll see once they actually get on the field and how it'll look, but definitely huge kudos to the Razorback coaching staff being able to not only get some big time recruits, but also getting able or able to have them commit to the Razorbacks and hopefully they end up signing with the Razorbacks because that's the most important thing. We'll get into our final segment, talk about Razorback baseball coming up next here on the lockdown Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Razorback baseball winning once again another SEC series. It didn't come easy, but we kind of talked about it on Friday where there were some issues with the weather there in Oxford. They had to play a a double header, but uh, Arkansas was able to take care of business and win the rubber match. On Saturday, uh, by uh, secu- securing a 7 4 victory, because in that doubleheader on Friday, Arkansas won the first game. Uh, Hunter Holland was incredible, uh, lost the second game, but then was able to have a big time performance there in game three, uh, especially with some clutch hitting there as well. So, Arkansas actually in that game, in, in the rubber match, went 5 for 15 with runners on base, getting two out run scoring singles by Tavian Josenberger and Peyton Stovall, which my guy Stovy. Dude was killing it. He had a great weekend, so uh, that that was awesome to see. But Josenberg has been awesome, and Kendall Diggs also was great too, and uh, they were able to to really really bounce back in a nice way uh, in that rubber match because they didn't do a good job of hitting at all uh, against Ole Miss in that second game in the doubleheader. In fact, felt like they had so many run. I think they left left like double digit runners in scoring position on on base, which was just an extremely frustrating thing, but. Uh, they they did a great job out of him. And then Gage Wood, he might be the dude, which is crazy. It's like, you see number 45 coming in to close out games, starts getting my feels a little bit. Uh, But that dude, that dude was incredible when he came in and closed it out. Uh, He didn't allow a single run when he came in, in the final three innings. And uh, yeah, he he just, he was throwing that off speed pitch. Uh, he, He was, you know, when he got behind the count, he battled through it. So he, he made some really great plays there too. So uh, Arkansas takes care of business, and now the Razorbacks are sitting there moving on, and uh, you know, they got a great record right now. They're 25-6, and 8-4 and in SEC play, and technically are leading the SEC West because LSU uh, had one of their games get canceled, so it's not getting played. So, therefore, Arkansas technically, because they're a game above them, even though they lost to uh, LSU, right now lead the SEC West. And now comes another huge – I mean, every series in the SEC is huge, but now comes another big one. Tennessee. Oh yeah, Tennessee. Is there any history between these two programs? I can't think of anything, nothing crazy like that. But that's coming up this weekend. So, uh, that's going to be in Fayetteville and I'm sure it's going to have some drama and some fireworks. Weather's going to be beautiful. Uh at least as of right now. It's looking like it's going to be beautiful. I'm going to be up there for it. So, I really can't wait uh to check it all out, but uh it should be another great one and man, if Arkansas can win that series too. Again, just win series. If they can take care of business in that one. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard not to start getting excited and Start elevating the expectations, thinking that, man, this is, you know, post-season's the only thing that matter. Because, again, I said it before the season even started that I'm like, I don't care at all about what they do in the regular season. Like, it doesn't impress me. The only thing that will impress me is a College World Series title. It sucks, but it's true. <laughs> like So, this is great. I'm glad they're doing the things that they're supposed to do. But – you know, it's it's like until they get to that next level, that's when it matters the most. So we'll see how it plays out. But appreciate everybody listening into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.